0: Good morning.
1: Let's bow for a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this day. <clears throat> this day. We thank you, Lord, for this baptism we're going to share in. Uh, in a little bit, Lord, we just pray. Give us a reminder of all that you've done for us. And Lord, help us to understand the, the joy and the rejoicing that this day brings. and We just place all this in your hands. Uh, Lord, be with us as we share in your word. Lord, get me out of the way. And Lord, we just pray that your word would do the speaking. We ask it in Christ's name. Amen. Now, how many of you know what it's like to be all
0: in? Yeah. All in. What, What makes you want to be all in? Sports? Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. I think about that. Being all in, think of the people that that have their favorite sports team, right?
0: Those, win or lose,
1: good or bad, they're your team. Okay, you're in. Sometimes we just roll our eyes and shake our heads. But, you know, I think of one Here, remember, guys, when we did the the guy-turing dinner that was meet and greet. There are a lot of guys that were all in for that. Nothing but meat. But we can all picture things that we're all in about. And we want to talk about one of those today. So we're going to be spending time in Acts chapter 8. What has been happening just before this, the church is being squeezed. Persecution has started. Stephen has been executed. But God is starting to do things that spread the church out, and one of those things we're going to share in Romans eight. We're going to be picking up kind of uh, toward the end of the chapter, beginning in verse twenty-six. But you know, those people, you know, those being baptized today. I think of Mason. I wasn't much older than Mason. But it was the day I remember as being one that helped define my relationship with Christ. I understood that he saved me. I understood that it was a step of obedience. And I can still picture that day, even 48 years later. So we're going to share, picking up in Romans 8, 26. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip... Rise and go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place. And he rose and went. And There was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. He'd come to worship, to Jerusalem to worship, and was returning, seated in his chariot, and he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, go over and join this chariot. Now, this account has two major players. Okay, we have Philip and we have an Ethiopian eunuch. And as I look at this, I see two uh, things that we want to really call attention to is faith in Jesus is from God. He calls us. We feel his call. And we're also commanded to share the gospel. Both are important in this account, and we want to really see that. So first we look at Philip. Philip was sent by God, okay? And he did not know what was going to happen until he got there. Early in chapter, Philip is way up in Samaria, and he's sent to a road down in Gaza. That's not a short trip. But think of Gaza as one of the last places where there's a watering a good watering place and then you're headed south to Egypt to Ethiopia which would have been Nubia.
0: So God puts together
1: Philip and he sends him down there verse 29 he says go over and join this chariot. So Philip goes down and not understanding why, and then the Spirit of
0: God says, that's the one."
1: The other player in this that we see in verse 27 is an Ethiopian. Okay, at that time it would have been ancient Nubia, and it would have been south on the, the Nile below Egypt, kind of in that direction. But he's described in several ways. He's an Ethiopian. He's also a court official, uh, treasurer of Candace, which was likely a, a title. But the queen. And the third was, he was a eunuch. And I've been kind of pondering all week how to we explain this with the kids. But we're going to do it this way. Um, think, of, think of a ma- male, a man who was surgically altered, to not be a daddy anymore.
0: Okay? Off
1: his plate. All three of these things, some commentators might think that even the term eunuch was used as an official, but in this case, all three of them are listed.
0: So the eunuch was
1: was on that list on purpose. And a fourth thing we, that we see is they went to Jerusalem to worship. This eunuch was, he was Ethiopian, but he went to Jerusalem to worship. And from what I understand and have read, he could not have been a Jewish proselyte because of being a eunuch, he would have been separate. But yet, here is a man who was hungry for the truth of God, who had literally a copy of Isaiah, and he was reading it. Now, the Spirit of God knew he would be reading this, wondering how to apply this, what it really meant, but he also sent Philip at some point that they would meet. So there are the two of them. But we're going to refer to that eunuch, he was a God-fearer. They're both brought together for a specific meeting. And this meeting was basically one where the truth of the gospel needed to be explained to someone who had Isaiah. And so as we take time, we continue in the text, picking up in verse 30. And we're going to see that God's word and truth are key in our search for him. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of scripture he was reading was this. Like a sheep he was led to the slaughter, and like a lamb before its shearer is silent, So he opens not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. And the eunuch said to Philip, about whom, I asked, does this prophecy say this? About himself or someone else? And Philip opened his mouth, and beginning with this scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus. See, what what the eunuch was reading was in Isaiah 53, verses 7 and 8, and we think of that as a messianic chapter in the Bible describing Christ. And the eunuch was reading this and, and had questions. What is this? What does it really mean? But in the meantime, Philip is sent there, and he has the answers. And it begins with this very same
0: text and begins to explain things to him.
1: You know, at this point, uh, the Christians, uh, the the newly formed body of believers who were followers of Christ, could at this point see this as a messianic prophecy. Philip would have. And Philip started, and you know, we can only guess what he shared with the eunuch, but. I spent some time in Isaiah continuing on and I found a passage of scripture I think that is paramount to what we're seeing here. In Isaiah 56, verses four and five, for thus says the Lord, to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths, who choose the things that please me and hold fast my covenant, I will give in my house and within my walls a monument and a name better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. So here's this eunuch seeking after God, the truth of the scriptures, not able to be a Jewish proselyte, but yet we see in Isaiah, God already accepts him. Those even in that position that believe Accepted by God, given a special place and an inheritance better than sons and daughters, which they couldn't have. And I just wonder if Philip, beginning from that point and continuing on, may have shared that. Or it would have been read by the eunuch and understood. And I think
0: of the fact that he was accepted.
1: The words that that eunuch needed were given to Philip. The last point I really want to look at is, and continuing on in verse 36. And as they were going along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? And he commanded the chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water, Philip and the eunuch, and they baptized him. When they come up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord carried Philip away and the eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. You see several things here that we want to look at going into this baptism service. A clear understanding of that gospel message made a difference in his life. And it was a turning point. He responded in his belief. And Philip, familiar with what baptism is, what baptism was, what it represented, shared it to the eunuch.
0: And the eunuch realized that he understood the gospel message and claimed it as his own. Wanted to be baptized. Baptism is a
1: response to our belief in Christ and, and our regeneration, our renewal. And,
0: you know, as we get ready to transition
1: here, I want to share just a few verses out of Romans 6, verses 3 and 4. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried before him, before buried therefore with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. See, bottom line, that eunuch knew what all in was about serving in the court of uh, Candace he was made a eunuch family leave is no longer an
0: option he understood
1: by his position in life what all in really meant and he bought that when he heard the gospel and it made a difference in his life and I want us to think today
0: what this baptism represents. He was, he was all in. And those being baptized today,
1: it's a, a picture. It's a public display of what they believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. He died for their sins. It was buried for that sin, dead. It was raised to life
0: in victory over sin and the grave.
1: Symbol of baptism. Dead to sin, alive to Christ. And we celebrate that today. It's a joyful time. And I would really be disappointed if there wasn't a lot of cheering and you know, like woo-hooing when... These people get baptized because this is a big
0: thing. They're
1: showing that they're all in. All in does not mean I've got it all together. All right? I do not want you to think that being the case. All in is I'm in for this.
0: Wherever it takes me. Whatever it does. And I want to close with with the fact here that Philip, being all in,
1: knew that he had to go share. He made a long walk to a desert to meet with someone that he did not even know yet. And
0: actually he wasn't told till he was there. And a eunuch, a man of influence, that had a heart for the things of God and that the Spirit of
1: God was drawing to salvation, he went on his way rejoicing, but now the gospel just headed to Nubia
0: and Ethiopia.
1: Baptism, that man was all in. It's going to be interesting when we get to heaven to see what that these few verses really meant for that section of the planet. And us today,
0: our question is, are we all in? You don't have to have it all together. We just need to know that
1: Jesus is Lord. He paid for our sin, took the penalty for it, and He rose in victory over it. That's what we celebrate today in this time we share together. Let's pray. Father, we we thank you and praise you for this time. Lord, I, I don't know about others, but I've really been looking forward to this. It's been a long time. Jesus, we
0: remember, and I even remember, Lord, what
1: it meant to me. I pray, Lord, that we as a congregation and a body of believers rejoice with these who want to publicly state that they're all in. We just pray, Lord, that they would feel a fresh empowering of your spirit and, Lord, authenticate your presence in this time, Lord, this time of worship in the baptism.
0: Lord, I pray for all of these Lord,
1: that you would really catch their hearts and continue a work, Lord, that was started by your Spirit. It's moving their lives in a mighty way. We ask
0: it in Christ's name, amen.